Hey y'all, welcome back to the show. It really is a wild and crazy life and I hope you are living it to the fullest. All right, before we get into today's episode, let's take just a moment to drop in Find that center and just rebalance everything going on in the day. If you're driving, I would definitely encourage you to maybe breathe with us, but don't close your eyes. But otherwise, if you are somewhere safe, I invite you now to close those eyes. Take a deep cleansing breath and connect with whatever part of your body is calling to you right now. Maybe it's your heart, maybe it's the solar plexus, maybe it's your feet, your fingers, whatever feels good for you, put your attention there. And then together we're going to take three slow breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And feel free to make sound on that exhale if it is helpful for you. All right, here we go. and exhale beautiful inhale exhale last one breathe in and breathe out all right let's go to the show Welcome back to the show. Welcome to, we're almost in the end of February already. Isn't that crazy? February, it's just the middle. It's February 15th, but because it's so short, it feels like we're already almost over. We're already almost into the spring season. I know that in, oh, in exactly one month, well, one month minus a couple days, we will have daylight savings time or daylight savings time ends. I can never remember which one it is, regardless the time changes. Uh, that week is always difficult because you lose an hour of sleep and you have to readjust. But man, it being light until you know late at night is just one of my favorite things ever. I'm so excited. All right. Anyway, today we're you know looking looking ahead to March and that's exciting. But let's talk about today. So before I dive into the episode, just a quick reminder: I have several free breathwork sessions still available. I will be opening up my March schedule here soon, so you will be well aware of all of those hours, you can schedule with me at the link in the show notes. Um, There are 30-minute sessions, there are 60-minute sessions, and these are only going to be free for another few weeks, so don't miss out. Um, Also, sign up for the newsletter. I have started actually sending out a newsletter. I had several emails on my email list, and I... I've not ever sent anything. So I'm starting a weekly newsletter that will land either Thursday evening or Friday mornings and just have a quick wrap up, a quick, you know, quick hit of positivity, happiness. I don't know. I don't know how it how it's all going to flow, but there'll be some of my best stories and tips and tricks in that newsletter. So that sounds interesting to you. Go um, also hit the link in the show notes and sign up for that. 
And then lastly, last week in my newsletter, I launched my signature one-to-one offering called Flow Mentorship. If you hear a lot of women, in particular business owners, talking about how they do less and make more, how they balance their lives and have these massive businesses but don't know or don't seem very stressed or don't hustle. They, you see lots of people right now talking about not hustling, but you're not quite sure how to get from where you are now, your hustly lifestyle, your, your super overscheduled, super busy lifestyle to that state of flow. This mentorship might be for you. I have spent 10 years working on my own energy, my own alignment, Building a building businesses in that state, failing often and falling back into hustle and then learning how to get back. And now I am offering all of those lessons to you so that you can collapse time, learn from what I did and get into that state of flow much, much quicker. So if that sounds interesting to you, this is particularly for women who either already run a business or want to open a business and aren't sure how to fit it in or what to do next. This mentorship might be for you. So I will put the link again in the show notes. You can apply there. Um, The application is just a couple of quick questions, and then we'll set up a discovery call so we can find out if we are a good fit to work together. So if this is calling to you at all in any way, go ahead and book that discovery call. I would love to chat with you. And even if the mentorship itself ends up not being a fit for for us, hopefully that 30-minute call will give you some Uh, just a place to start, some things to think about, and some things to implement in your life. So again, if that sounds interesting to you, if that is calling to you, the link will be in the show notes and you can apply, apply, you can apply there. All right, let's get into the show today. I have Jen Fitzgerald, the owner of New Moon Yoga Studio in Franklin, Tennessee. Jen started New Moon 18 months ago as a response to a few of the local studios closing during lockdowns, and you're going to hear us talk about that um, in the show. Over the last 18 months, she has built New Moon into this beautiful space that is really focused on community and healing. I really love being there myself. I will have a breathwork workshop there next week, so I'll have those details in there also. But I am so excited to chat with Jen today. I, of course, I loved this talk. Y'all know I say that every week. We talk all about midlife and how amazing it is. We talk about building a business, and we talk about enjoying the next stage of life. So if you love this conversation as much as I did, please send it on to a friend. I would love to keep getting the word out about the show. So without further ado, let's chat with Jen. All right, Jen. Welcome to the podcast. I We've been talking about having this conversation for a couple of months now, so I'm so excited to be sitting down with you today. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here, and I have been getting caught up at some of the um, other previous podcasts, 
and oh, have been able to really enjoy some of the speakers that you've had um, on there, some of the guests and stuff and hearing about everybody's story as well as, you know, just all the different ways of bringing kind of healing in. Yeah. Um, oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for checking those out. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So you are the owner of New Moon Yoga in is it Franklin? Is it technically Franklin in Tennessee? <laughs> Correct. Yes. Um, and I know that there's a really interesting story around another yoga studio that was here that had to close and then you kind of birthed this. So let's, let's just dive in. Can you tell me about that? Absolutely. Actually, sorry, listeners, y'all they're used to me. Um, let's back up even just a little bit before that. Why don't you tell us, you know, who you are, where you're from, where you live now, of course. Um, sure. And then a little bit about your family, because I know your family is a big part of your life, too. Absolutely. Um, okay, so my name is Jen Fitzgerald, and I am um, Franklin resident, so just south of Nashville. And I've been here a really long time. In fact, I'm one of the people that grew up and, you know, went to school around here. So Whoa. I know nobody does that anymore around this area. But <laughs> the truth is we moved um, to Tennessee when I was a child, and then I lived in a few different places in Tennessee, actually, but went to high school um, here in Franklin. And yeah, then great. I moved away for a couple of years, went out west for a little while, and then came back. And I met my husband, and he's from the Nashville, kind of Gallatin, Hendersonville area. Yep. So we're, we're pretty, you know, through and through Tennesseans at this point. Um, and so we have been in Franklin I'm not actually sure for a really long time since my daughter was in kindergarten and I've got two children. My daughter actually just turned 21 and my wow. son is 16. So Love yeah, it. giant, giant, you know, children, they're kind of easing their way. One of them at least into young adulthood. Yes. Yes. I um, have the same, not 21 yet, but I was almost 17 year old into 15 year olds. That's and right. That's busy. It is quite an experience. The the 16-year-old was in a car accident last night. Um, he discovered that one, when it's raining, you should slow down. And two, if you run into the car in front of you, even if they stopped and it was actually like a car stopped and then one car hit that one and then my son hit that, the middle one. And he discovered that that is in fact still your fault, which was a tough lesson for him because he's not one to like being at fault. <laughs> Well, that's a tough lesson for all of us. And that is a, uh, it's a Tennessee ruling because I used to work for insurance. I used to work for some insurance companies. So I actually know about these situations and it is unfortunate. I did not know it was, to, it was specific to Tennessee. I thought that was everywhere. No, each state is set up a little bit differently about at fault rules. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, thankfully it wasn't too bad a wreck, but, um, I did have that moment cause his dad called me and I was just like, Hey, cause he was with his dad last night. And so I was just like, Hey, what's up? He goes, well, apparently you haven't talked to him or that would not be your tone of voice. And I was felt my heart drop, you know, all the things. And, um, even after it was over, we were, um, I was telling my husband, I was like, I just, I feel like something really bad happened. And he's like, why? I'm like, it's just the body response. Like, it's okay. It's going to pass. But like my head's buzzing. I feel nauseous. I feel like I need to be going to do something, but there was nothing to do. And you know, all yeah. of those types of things. It was a really good experience of what it means to be in your body. <laughs> well, 
yeah, I mean, kind of amazing that you can be present enough to notice it. Because so often when we have those kinds of things, we don't actually feel them in the moment. Mm. And then it, you know, it pops up later at the most inopportune time. Yeah. I attribute all of that to breath work. Um, my recent, um, you know, six month year long journey with breath work has changed everything, but yes, that is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So now let's move into yoga and health. So you worked with insurance companies for a while. How long have you been a certified yoga instructor? That is a great question. And I'm terrible about dates. I mean, I can't even remember okay. how long I've been married. Um, no, I, I think this is my seventh year okay. for being certified. Um, in fact, yes. And so the story on that is that I actually, I took my first yoga class at 17. Um, and it was amazing. I actually took it in Knoxville and there was a man there that was offering free yoga outdoors along with tea and like meditation and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was really weird to I would me. Say, that's point. not a normal Tennessee thing. It was it not, used to not be, slowly it becoming was, more so, but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, especially, you know, 25 years ago, that was definitely weird. So, mm -hmm. but very cool. And I really enjoyed it. Um, so that kind of was my introduction. And then I did take yoga maybe off and on very intermittently, trying it out, heard a little bit about it. And then when I was pregnant, actually, with my first child, which I'm old enough that my first child, this was um, a DVD time. So it wasn't YouTube. So I had one DVD for pregnancy yoga, and I would just do it all the time. Just yep, pop that too. thing in. Actually, I did prenatal yoga by DVD. That's what I did. And I yep. fell in love with it. And it was great because I'm a very, very physical person, but all, all other forms of exercise were making me very nauseous. Mm. And so that was part of how I was able to kind of be committed to yoga. Anyway, then, you know, you become a mom and you're busy and I was not able to do it in a dedicated manner, except for, um, another DVD P90X always had a yoga day and that was hard yeah. anyway. So, you know, Tony Horton, I have to shout out to him too. He was one of my teachers briefly, yeah. but, um, anyway, my children, when my daughter hit middle school, I had been working and part-time working, but there is, I'm sure, as you know, too, a weird shift that happens once they get into the middle school and high school where your role as a parent is changing and I could see that I needed something for myself. I wasn't sure what it was. I just knew I needed something. So I went to a studio in town that was called Half Moon Healing, and it was run by Robbie Short. And so I just fell in love. It just was the right time. I wanted to commit. Um, but I also knew that my level of commitment was dicey. So what I did was she had uh, what, what she called at the time a karma yoga opportunity. And so I could clean the studio twice a week and then I could come to take classes as many times as I wanted to. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It was a great setup for me because my husband at the time was like, why don't we just buy you a pass? And I said, because I need something that's going to guarantee that I'm going. And so I knew if I had to go clean the studio two days a week, I would pick times to clean it centered around class times. Yeah. So that was how I built my way towards a disciplined practice. Mm -hmm. And at that time with where I was at in my life and what I kind of was looking for, it was incredibly beneficial. It just healed me up in a lot of ways and kind of gave me this new, um, 
way of looking at my life from a new lens and in a new space that, you know, again, with getting my kids older, I was finally able to kind of meet myself as an older adult and older parent and, and do this for myself. And so it was pretty quickly after that, that I decided to uh, look into teacher training and Robbie had not been doing teacher training, but that year she decided she was going to start it. So I was part of her first teacher training class. Mm. So I was there, I went through the teacher training and then I ended up having the opportunity to um, start teaching at the studio. So that was great. I mean, that was just an ideal world for me. Now I still had another job out, you know, where I was working um, from home and doing things like that. And then I would teach. So I would work you know, nights, weekends. I mean, I, I just hustled because I wanted to teach so badly. And so that was great. And I actually in 2020, I mean, if you had talked to me in um, February of 2020, I would have said that like my life was as near perfect Mm -hmm. as I could have imagined it being. Funny enough, me too. (laughs) And then of course there's that just isn't going to last. Right. <laughs> so mm. with the pandemic for many reasons and not just the pandemic, but it just with the timing of her lease, what was going on in her life, Robbie needed to close the studio. And so when she did, I lost an enormous part of my community, my identity, my healing mm-hmm. um, was just, I really, really, really struggled with when the pandemic hit, I was already working from home. My work life did not change, right? Yep. but everything else for me completely changed. And so I was very sad about this and I was not inclined to teach anywhere else in town Mm -hmm. because there wasn't another place that had the feel that half moon had. Yep. So Robbie and I stayed in touch. And at some point, you know, she, I think so later in 20, like in November, she was saying, I don't know, you know, if you ever open up a studio, I'd come teach for you. And I mentioned that to my husband and he said, what are you waiting for? And I was like, I'm waiting for somebody else to do it. (laughs) And he said, okay, but if we've learned anything in this pandemic, it's, I mean, why are you waiting for that? And so you know, at that time, we also thought that, um, we also thought that there was going to be this vaccine that was going to mean that, you know, everything was just really safe and we'd all go back to normal. That was, yeah, that was, that was, that was what we thought. So we found a space and, um, and launched and, and opened up of course. And then, and it was in July and of course of 2021 when we were not done with COVID and things were very, very weird. But the great part was that I had Robbie and she came to teach as well as the majority of my teachers are from the old studio as well. Oh, wow. Everybody had scattered and found, you know, different places to land doing different things. But a, a majority of us came back together. And the community, similarly, like anything in life, we've lost people that we may never see again. Um, They just found other things that worked for them. But even now, you know, three years later, we're getting people that are telling me they haven't done a community class in three years. 
Yeah. And they're finding their way back to this space. But I knew I wanted to open a space that was not heated and did not have mirrors and did not put an emphasis on performance-based yoga. And I do want to be clear in saying I'm not opposed to those things per se. They are not how I do my own personal practice and they were not what I wanted to bring into yeah. a space. Yeah. We just needed some uh, variability in the area because it is so hard to find a yoga studio, which I also had, until I came to New Moon, had not done a community class. I did a couple of spotty ones in Dixon County when we lived out there. Um, but other than that, I hadn't done a community class Good God, maybe since I lived in Memphis, which was a long time ago. And that was mainly because of what you just said. I can't do the heated classes. They make me ill. Um, and then the ones that are, you know, yeah, the mirrors and the, or it's very incense or heavy. I've been yeah. to several studios that just feel heavy when I walk in. Um, and so I, yeah, I just could never find a, a right fit. But that first night I walked into new moon, I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is the place I've been looking for. Well, I appreciate that. And I mean, we won't be the place for everybody. That's just part of the deal as well. But I do find mm. that the people that are looking for yoga in community, that's a yeah. really big part of what we offer, then we might be the right space for that. But, you know, the old studio, um, when I was going there, I was still in my thirties and yet there were all these people that were older than me still moving their bodies and still showing me how to age well and showing me all these like just beautiful things about life and a phase of life I wasn't in yet, but showing me how it could be done. And mm -hmm. I felt like when that studio closed, you know, the other studios, when I would go to them, I mean, it, it was largely younger people really, again, just at this other phase of life, which I've been in, but very hustling, very busy, very physical and very detached, you know, from kind of inner self and inner work. And that just, I just wanted to create the space that, that would allow for, for some of that. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And you certainly have, cause you're right. I, um, have not been able to be consistent as we have been transitioning our lives. But any class I go to, you don't just walk in and sit quietly on your mat until the teacher starts. Everyone starts a conversation somehow. Like, right. you know, there's there's respect and there's plenty of people walk in, put the towel over their eyes and do relax before class, especially because I tend to go to the yin um, <laughs> and the, the slow classes. But um but there's also a lot of people chatting and, and it doesn't matter that you don't know everybody or all your kids. My kids don't go to school in our county. They go um, in the Nashville area. So I don't have a connection. And yet I always manage to have a conversation. Well, I love hearing that because that was super important to me. Um, I've had a number of experiences. I mean, I've, I've been to a lot of studios and I've loved a lot of different kinds of, of yoga and a lot of different kinds of studios. But I've never liked the feeling that it felt intimidating or it felt cold, or like you said, maybe there's a heaviness to it. And um, I, I do very obvious. I mean, I very much take yoga extremely seriously it, and Ayurveda right now. I mean, this is what runs my life, but I also 
make room for laughing and conversation and being able to connect with people. And, you know, that was, that was the kind of space that I wanted Mm. to have. That's beautiful. So talking a little bit about that, because I know you're also running an Instagram page um, about the midlife adventures, which I love. Um, what, what does life look like for you right now? As you're running the studio, you've got the kids, we got a kid still at home and um, of course your marriage and, and getting older and, and doing the aria. So tell me, tell me a little bit about what a day in the life looks like. So we're at that interesting space. We're actually, we had our kids really young. I mean, like, so we're going to be, yeah, that's what I figured when you're telling me the age of yours. Mm -hmm. So that's one of those things that early on, everybody else is in their twenties and they're like out hitting bars and doing great adventures, traveling to places that I'm still trying to get to. Um, You know, we didn't have that, but now what it looks like is, yeah, I mean, mid forties and we're about to be (laughs) able to do whatever we want in terms of um, some of that kind of stuff. So in a, in a daily way, um, you know, I'm down to one child in the house and it doesn't seem to matter whether you have 10 or two, when you get down to one, it's totally different. I mean, it's just so much quieter and he drives himself and takes care of himself. And, you know, we have this different rhythm. Um, and so we are trying to, that's where the midlife adventures part came in is that because we're still pretty young and we're not looking to retire right now, my husband and I were trying to figure out how do we fill our life with these other adventures? How yeah. do we, you know, find new ways to explore things? Um, and what does that even mean? What do we want to do? What are the activities? I mean, these bodies will wear out at some point, but while they're not, what can we do? Yeah. So we tried to, um, we do go to a gym still like both of us. It's a pretty intense gym. We like that aspect of things. And then, you know, since COVID, my husband still works at home from home a lot of the time. So that's a big shift too, for all these years when I had a house to myself and now I don't. And so, um, you know, he'll be working and then I'm coming and going from the studio. And as you know, too, there's still just a running of a household. Sure. There just is. And for us, um, the way that we're set up, that's still my primary function. So there's still a lot of cars that need to go to shops and doctor visits and vet visits. And, you know, I mean, just a million different things. So a big chunk of my day is spent doing that. But then now with the studio, which I think any entrepreneur can certainly understand, it's like that, it's like that last child that's not really ever going to grow up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it is, it is a 24 seven, you know, all encompassing, um, gig. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And you care so much. It's not like a, it's not like an insurance job where you go to the office and, and, and you might care about an individual during a transaction, but you know, when you leave, you leave and yeah. you go back, but a business that you're owning and running is not the same thing. That's right. And ever since I started my yoga teacher training, like I was saying before, um, my person, I've worked six days a week or I've worked a weekend and or nights and or early mornings. I mean, for seven years. Yeah. So it's very unusual. In fact, for my husband and I to have two days in a row off together. Right. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that because we think like yoga teacher, yoga studio, like you're, you know, slow life and everything's right. so relaxed. And 
Um, and of course that might be a priority and you are still running like a literal That's brick and mortar business. That's exactly right. So my brother's an entrepreneur and has a business as well. In fact, I used to work for him, but there's no brick and mortar. So that is incredibly different and like wildly, wildly different. I have a physical location that requires, you know, my laying eyes on it on a very regular basis. So even if I wasn't scheduled to teach myself for three days, there's a lot of it that's just a one man show. So, I mean, I'm still stocking things and cleaning things and, you know, making sure that everything's in the right order and that the AC unit is still working and, you know, <laughs> yes, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You don't even think about that kind of thing. Um, I love the, the take on the midlife, my, um, my children, of course, being snotty teenagers love to talk about a midlife crisis. And my husband and I are like, y'all just don't understand. Like we're actually becoming the people that we've always been. You just held us back. <laughs> so funny you say that because there is, I was just um, speaking with somebody else today that at this, this very, very current um, iteration, which for me is, you know, 18 months into running the business. And it's taken me that long, I think, to get out of what I also would think of as, you know, the first three to six months of a newborn, right? Yeah. It's just so chaotic. I mean, yeah. there's like no sleep, there's, you're on edge, you're, you're totally overjoyed. It's just also like a, a constant yeah. panic. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that was just my experience, but that was my experience. And it was like that with the business. Well, now at 18 months, um, the business part feels, I, I understand what's going on more. So it's still constant, but there's less intensity maybe around some of the reactivity to it. And instead what's happening is I feel kind of curious and alive and like a sense of adventure that is very, very reminiscent to how I was pre-kids. Yep. And it's almost like it's been since that point that I've felt this way about it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, and it's so true. Several years ago, I ended up on a weekend. The boys were with their dad. My husband took one of his sons to a baseball game in Chicago. And I was, so I was kind of there by myself at the house. And I was like, I need to go to the beach. So I just drove myself to the beach rented a little Airbnb, put my feet in the state. Like it wasn't even a long thing. And yeah. my oldest son was like, mom, that does not sound like you. And I'm like, son, you don't know me. <laughs> exactly. And they don't, they, no, I mean, I mean, they don't at all. <laughs> and, and to be fair to them, there were pieces of myself that I sort of lost along the way that I'm, I'm rediscovering and, and refining some of them, some of it's changed some yeah. of what fit at 22 doesn't fit anymore, but some yeah. of it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. Um, and it just, I get the biggest kick out of it when the boys are just so shocked or like turned off by something we're doing. Cause I'm like, okay, <laughs> you'll yeah. see. You'll yeah, that's see. right. <laughs> then they will, but you know, I'm people told us too, and we didn't listen, I'm sure. Yeah. That's why I don't bother telling them much. I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. That's cool that that's your experience. Right. Cool. We'll exactly. See. <laughs> exactly. And just, and then just pause. <laughs> yeah. Love you. Yeah. Anyway, um, it is, a, it is an interesting stage of life. Um, yes. My husband, although we did not raise kids together, we were both similar and that we had our kids young. 
So we were in our twenties with kids while people were off doing other things. And then we were in our thirties with older kids while all of, while everybody else was starting to have their babies. And I'm like, I don't want to be around the two or three-year-old that is not well-behaved or, you know, whose parents aren't helping him be well-behaved um, because I'm already through that stage. <laughs> yeah. There's a shift. It's really, it's really funny um, how that can look and feel. And then, then for us again, you know, we have one that's 21. So like, and we're all, we're already almost on the other side where it's like, if we're going to be around kids that small, they're going to be grandkids. Yeah, totally. Like, which is wild to yes. even, think, to even think about. Yes. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm starting to be able to understand why everybody says that's so fun and exciting because the kids are delightful, but the stress and the worry is not yours. I mean, that's yeah, but you can send them back. I have a a niece and nephew who will be four in May and that's how it feels like I love everything about them because when they throw the tantrums, I don't have to deal with it. (laughs) That's right. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. It is odd though. My, um, my husband's daughter is now the age I was when I had the twins who were my last. And so it's like, it is legitimate. Like we could, we could be in that situation sooner rather than later. (laughs) Isn't that fun? But I, again, back to the aging part, you know, it's an interesting thing that for a while, I think we felt again, you know, just super young and a little awkward about it and uncertain. And now being on the other side, it feels so exciting to think, you know, well, if it does happen, we're going to be really young grandparents, which could be really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's go back to when you opened the studio. I love that your husband's response to you was, well, what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have found that that spousal support is just like, you can't, it's literally everything you need. <laughs> it really is. And I mean, and, and he is actually, he is a partner in the business. We just laugh about it because he is very silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very silent partner in the business, but you know, he, um, we, when we got together, I mean, I, we put him through law school. We watched his career changes. You know, there, there was a lot that, that, um, he just was, I think, excited to see me have a dream. I might be willing to chase to see me want something that was for me and just really, really there. Um, I don't know if you ever do any Enneagram stuff, but I do. Yes. So we are, we are a funny mix. And so we do run into a lot of issues when it comes to um, discussing the business, because how we would run a business is also very different. (laughs) We have have very different approaches. So that part becomes really, really kind of interesting, but the support is, is totally, I mean, is very real and tangible. And he has been able to be very solid at times when I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I would say the same for my husband, very supportive, very solid when I am not, um, which is so helpful. (laughs) Great partnership. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, so one of the things that I see a lot at, at new moon, I have not been able to take advantage of yet, but you have a lot of workshops like, uh, sound baths and, um, some prenatal stuff. There's, there's been a lot what is your kind of philosophy about adding that in to just, just your normal yoga class? 
So we have, do you mean, I'm sorry, let me clarify. Do you mean adding those as elements of a normal yoga class or why are they stand standalone as events? Oh no, just uh, like having them in the space at all, in including them in the life of the studio. Yeah, so those are, most of them are kind of these extra opportunities. And the reason that they're standalone, sorry, I have a dog trying to get in. Um, the reason oh, that they're God. standalone is because, two reasons really. One, um, yoga teachers just don't make very much money. It's just a fact. It's extremely difficult. And sure. so one of the ways that I want my teachers to be able to make income opportunities for themselves is for them to create something special through, you know, a, like in a certain event where they might get to spend more time in a more one-on-one -on -one way or a hands-on way or highlight their talents or their healing modalities. And then that also allows them to, they, I let them set the time, I let them set the cost, and then I just hit pay them a higher portion. Um, you know, not like a flat rate, they actually get a percent payout. So that allows them to get to try to, to do more. And I really want the teachers to be able to do as much as they can, yeah. each one of them. And so there's that. But then the other reason is because um, everybody does show up at the studio for a slightly different reason. And, you know, when I very first started, I thought it was just this physical practice and I wanted, you know, a bunch of push-ups. I mean, I don't know, something along those lines. And then as I evolved, I started to understand the need for, you know, like what you're offering now or what you're learning about now with the breath work. Yeah. It's really important and it's great to weave it into class here and there. That is wonderful, but to carve it out as something separate so people can really learn about it, maybe really experience it. Um, I just find that to be just a, a gift kind of to the community and it allows people to decide if that's what they're interested in or not. Whereas in a class, sometimes if you're offering it, somebody might feel compelled to have to do it. And, you know, depending on life experiences, meditating can be really difficult. Yes. A hundred percent. We have a very trauma informed approach, which I know is a bit of a buzzword, but, um, but it's also true. Very, um, very sovereign, very self-led, um, yes, we do queuing. Yes, we try to help, but at the end of the day, it's your healing journey, not mine. And it's not my job to force you down that road either. Um, exactly. I love so, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really love your take on those classes and how it also helps your teachers and helps them build if, if they want to helps them build their brand and build their expertise and all of those types of things as well. Absolutely. And all of my teachers, I mean, I just, I, they would not be at the studio if I didn't believe in what they do. So I stand behind them. If they want to offer up a workshop, even if it's something that I've never heard of, or I don't know, you know, how it's going to go over, if they want to do it, I, I would love for them to be able to do it. So, mm, yeah. um, yeah, I think my intention with opening the studio was just to hold the space. I mean, that's what it is. I'm just the key holder of the space basically and the organizer and, you know, back in business side stuff, but I don't, I'm not the most experienced teacher even at my studio and, you know, I'm not Reiki certified, but Robbie is, and, yeah. you know, Maria offers sound baths and Thomas, another, you know, gentleman in the community, he loves to offer sound baths. So I want people to have those opportunities at the studio to try that's to, beautiful. Yeah, just to try to be able to, and I mean, I say to help them to help bolster their income, but again, almost, almost 
almost no teacher is really there for an income. I mean, yeah. it's, it yeah. is a, a pure love for yoga and, and healing modalities yeah. that, that brings teachers to the studio. Yeah. That's such an age of Aquarius, um, philosophy for you to have. Like I'm just the key holder and we're all creating this together. And I am very excited in the coming years to see more businesses across multiple industries operate that way. Um, cause I, I think we're on the way. It, I, it does feel like, um, we're going to have to, because yeah. the, the old structure, you know, of, yeah. So it's a, it's a tough, I can understand too, it can be a tough spot because as key holder, I mean, I am also final decision maker and, you know, things like that. But I mean, I am, you know, minor contract employees and they're 1099s and they can make and decide a lot of things. And I want them to be able to, because I don't tend to necessarily think of it like I'm the boss. This is just, you know, um, we're just trying to create something together that will yeah. hopefully work for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I've said, I love it. It's the exact studio that I've been dreaming of in my mind without the actual call to build. So I'm glad that you had the call to build it. <laughs> well, you know, another really funny thing I always say is that I don't even know if it was me, one of my other teachers, Holly, who, um, also focuses a lot on, on the breath work and pranayama and she's becoming, she is finishing up her yoga therapy training, in fact. And so anyway, she's amazing. She was telling me that during COVID, she would walk by that space every day on her way. There was a juice bar next to us. There's a new juice bar next to us. So, but anyway, it was a different one. And she would walk by and she would think, this is a great spot to put a studio. Yep. It so is I always laugh because I don't know that I called it into being. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Holly may have had. <laughs> there were a lot of people collectively creating this and you were just the one it channeled through. <laughs> exactly. I love that. So, um, you know, we're, we're recording February 1st. This episode will come out in the next couple of weeks. So we're still kind of at the start of the year. What are your, what's your vision? for 2023 for yourself or for the studio or both? So for myself, the visions become extremely simple and extremely clear for me. Um, my, I'm diving back into the study of Ayurveda, which is a sister science uh, with yoga. It's just a holistic approach to health yeah. that is about um, finding balance. The whole idea is just that like when you live in balance that, you know, this is when we are feeling our best and moving in the world in the best way. So my goal for 2023 for myself is just to continue with that being the goal. Just yeah. how do things either take me closer to or move me away from that balance and paying attention to what those things are and then, you know, acting accordingly and rerouting accordingly. For the studio, I just feel that, you know, where we're at is great. I mean, we are small but mighty and, mm -hmm. you know, continuing to grow and hopefully meet the needs of, um, of our community. The, obviously, there are still time slots that could be filled with more classes if there's a need for more classes. But for right now, I feel like we, if we even just keep doing what we're doing, we will continue to find more people who keep pouring in with kind of that same healing energy 
you know, the ones that are looking again for that kind of a space, um, we will continue to have that. And then I do have a, um, I'm getting into this year, a couple of retreats. So yeah, Ravi and I are going to lead a retreat to Guatemala in September. And then, um, I think that I'll be partnering up with another teacher for a more local retreat, um, kind of in spring or summer. And so those are big things for me with the studio as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I was just on a call with a group of women who are all looking to do retreats this year and we were masterminding and planning and getting ready. So that's really fun. Yeah. Um, so I, the listeners of this podcast, I have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of real estate agents, um, and a lot of people who are very curious about these like healing modalities, but may or may not have gone very far down the road in exploring those for themselves. So just kind of, as we wrap up, what advice would you have for someone like that, who is open, but also not quite sure where they want to head? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think um, it's interesting, right? Because entrepreneurs tend to also have a lot of overlap in certain qualities and characteristics. So there's usually, in my experience, there is a lot of um, energy and a lot of ability to kind of like go after something and get it done and that kind of an approach, which is awesome. But when it comes to healing, it can almost be challenging because healing in so many ways is about slowing down and giving space and it's about trying things and trying things that don't work and as entrepreneurs you know we're trying to pivot and make something work so much of the time but for I think the the healing modalities it's more of a um an approach of you know pick pick something and give it a shot. I mean, if, you know, you're not sure if it's right for you, just decide you're going to try it for a week or two and be, be committed to it for that week or two. And just observe if you feel different afterward, does it bring again, does it, does it nourish you? And if it does, then that might be an indicator that you're kind of on that right path because we are inundated with options. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> there are many, many options out so there. So many. <laughs> oh, many, which is great. It's great. It's, you know, I think, but the approach that there may just be one that um, solves everything, I think that's a very, I mean, again, I'm not trying to, to um, I can only speak at, as a, myself and as my own kind of entrepreneur. I always want to just, you know, what is the solution to fix things? Well, healing doesn't work like that. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. And to, to riff just a bit off what you said about what finding the one that nourish nourishes you, does it nourish you? Um, I love that as a question, especially for entrepreneurs, because they're not used to being nourished. Like they don't, I think that when I was first in business, it may have been an entire year before I had a full meal just because I was so busy and I was grazing all the time versus sitting down and nourishing my body. We literally don't know what it feels like. So I love that as advice, don't worry about all the healing part, you know, the big H healing, right. Um, Find something that nourishes you really nourishes you. And I have to say, Monica, I think that um, truly, I mean, 
I love yoga. I, you know, I think it can appeal to everyone and it can apply to everyone and, and yoga in the eight limbed full path of yoga as a practice of life, not just as, you know, a moving of the body. But I also have to say the work that you're doing around breath, this is our most accessible tool. I mean, it is what we have. So if anyone could learn about their breath as a starting place, I think that would be incredible. I think it could be completely life-changing, frankly. And then the other, the other parts of healing, the other paths that work or are right for you, like they're probably going to show up. They show up. I, I think that's right. I've been working on healing for you know, seven, eight years, different things, different modalities. And yes, breath work, when I discovered it in July of last year, just blew my life open. Um, it was so game. And I've been doing yoga for 15 years. Um, and yes, love it. And there was just something different about breath that took it from, from just out. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's, it's hard to put words to when you find that thing that's so, so very profound for you. Um, but yes, using that breath, I like to tell people it's the only system that we have that's both automatic and controllable. That's right. So if we can learn to control, if we can learn to harness it, we're going to find power. We never even knew we could have. That's right. And, and the breath is the easiest way to get control of the mind. Mm -hmm. So true. And the mind is, the mind is what gets us in trouble. So <laughs> it's so true. It's just so busy and it wants to be so helpful by categorizing and judging and what ifing and, you know, it just, it just really wants to help us, but it's really, really not helpful. It's really, really, it's like the, it's like the three-year-old that wants to help you load the dishwasher, but puts everything all wrong, but you just, you know, he's trying to help. <laughs> I have so much compassion for my mind now, whereas I used to always be frustrated with it. So much compassion yeah. now. Um, and Thank you. And we're going to, we're going to look in other places for, um, inspiration and direction. Yeah. And, and I do think that that, that kind of ability to tap into the breath and be fully connected can, um, change how time feels, you know, so yes. you, and again, as an entrepreneur, and like I've said, I mean, not going to lie, there is part of me that is always aware of when my lease ends and how long I am doing this, you know, it, it, and then I may renew my lease. I mean, this could go on for a really long time, but unlike any other job I've had, I have a very like definitive timeline where I'm kind of like, oh, we definitely grind until that time. And that means that some part of my brain wants to just be activated straight through, which is super exhausting. Yeah. And I can feel like there's also just never enough time to do all of the things. Because again, as an entrepreneur, I'm highly motivated. I mean, I have 50,000 different ideas for the studio. How am I going to get them all done? How are we going to do them all? Um, and so being able to pause and come to my breath, even 12 breaths, I don't know. It's like I just expanded time for a moment and it was yes. able to slow down. Yes. I mean, you said it beautifully. That is a hundred percent true. As soon as I can breathe into my body and out of my mind, like literally get out of my mind, <laughs> yeah. that's when everything opens. And I find that time somehow rushes by and also feels like a hundred years in one afternoon, mm -hmm. um, just because of the level of 
experience you can have when you're actually in your body yes. and not letting all of those worries and anxieties and activations run your life. hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's been for me, my first breath work was a transformative experience. It was 15 minutes. And I think I cried harder than I've cried in like 10 years. And I thought it was always like that. But then I started to learn how to, how to create a daily practice versus mm -hmm. those meditative like journeys are totally worth it. And I will always hop in when they're, when, when we're doing them, but that daily practice is really what changes the game. It does. And then the, and yoga has the same yes. approach and, you know, pranayama is, is breath work within yoga. And so, you know, if you dig into the literature, you dig into the textbooks and to the practice, you know, the daily discipline is what changes your life. The profound moments are wonderful and they feel super transformative, but it is a daily, it's a daily commitment to showing up for yourself in that manner that actually starts to change all of a sudden everything shifts. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so true. Oh, Jen, this has been such a great conversation. Um, for anybody that might want to follow along either with Midlife Adventures or New Moon, where can they find you online? So we are on, um, those are the handles we have on Instagram. So it'd be new moon yoga studio. And, I so. um, I know I'm like, not even sure. And then, and, uh, our midlife adventures. Okay. And so that's more of, you know, Chad and I's personal stuff, which is definitely spotty. And then I try to keep up on, um, on Instagram a little bit better. Side note, my former job was actually in marketing for um, Facebook and Instagram. So thus I hate it now, of yeah, course. I totally get it. <laughs> I, I went through a long burnout period from that as well. So I get yeah. it. I get it. Well, I'll, I will link those handles in the show notes as well. So people can find you. Um, and yes, thank you so much for hanging out with me. This has been great. Yeah. Thanks, Monica. I love what you're doing with this podcast and so happy to get to be part of it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, everybody, so much for being here. I am so grateful that you choose to spend this time with me each week. I, I just appreciate you so, so much. So if you enjoyed this episode, please head over to Spotify or iTunes, rate, like, review the show, all those things that help us get seen in the algorithm. And also, if any of the things sound great to you, the flow mentorship, the free breath work, or the newsletter, hit up the show notes. All the links will be there. And also if you're local to the Nashville area, to Franklin, I will have New Moon's um, website there as well, and you can come check out some classes. So thank you again for your time today. And until next week, have an amazing day.